Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. And Della is back for part two of self-care for all of the nine types. And of course, this week we're focusing on self-care for the five, six, seven, eight, and nine on the Enneagram. But happy new year to all of you. I know you're thinking about how you can take care of yourself in this new year. And so this is a great episode as you think about your goals for this new year. Thanks for joining us. On to the five. Fives are our investigators. So here's where we're thinking about self-care for fives. When you don't take care of yourself as a five, you become anxious and isolated. And um, fives become healthy when they embrace the high side of the eight. So for the self-care for the five, practice being more confident and engaging in the world. And um, for those fives who are listening right now and cringing hearing me say that, (laughs) you know, sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, what like in yoga oftentimes they say the pose that you are least wanting to do perhaps could be the one you need the most. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of the same concept for the five, even though it could create a sense of resistance to be in a social Mm -hmm. setting that could be a part of a self-care for them a little bit in inappropriate dosages you know, mm-hmm. so, so consider that also withholding is one of the deadly sins of the five. So they tend to withhold touch or time and energy from others. So self-care can actually involve offering more of yourself to others. And, you know, we've done the, um, we're going to, um, uh, post an episode about love languages. Mm-hmm. And, um, when we're talking about it, personal touch was, like last one, one of the last ones on my list, Mm -hmm. yet, you know, I have a kid and that's her number one. So we are doing like three hugs a day. And at first it felt really weird to me, (laughs) but now I'm kind of enjoying them. I'm like, hugs are not halfway bad. So I think for a five, that could be the medicine, Mm -hmm. even though it wouldn't be something that they organically would have a tendency towards. I love that. That could that could be a, a cool thing to do. So fives consider that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, foster your love uh, for learning with classes that move you out of the headspace and take classes re- related to emotional and physical care. And again, hate to sound like a broken record, but there's your yoga. You know, just finding the practice that suits you, Mm -hmm. that gets you out of your head a little Mm -hmm. bit could be really beneficial. Mm -hmm. Um, Unplugging and setting um, boundaries with a phone, TV, computer, and any place that consuming information could be really good for a five. So that kind of segues me to my question. I know you've shared this already, Della, um, unplugging from technology and how... um, you know, what, what is your practice with that? How does that help you? What, where do you find the benefit of that when you do put the phone away at night, when you don't jump right towards mm-hmm. it in the morning? Because I think most of us, that's what we do. We close our eyes when we turn off the phone and we turn on the phone when we open our eyes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, definitely. But not doing that, how does that help? Yeah, I think it just helps to, it allows you to tune into you, you know, instead of 
feeling so overloaded with what everyone else is doing, Mm -hmm. what they're thinking about. Like, we really are so, like, there's so much piled on top of us these days. Like, we literally know everything about everyone and Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. that's going on in the entire world. Yeah. And it's so unhealthy and mm-hmm. unlike anything we've ever experienced, like, mm-hmm. as human beings. Right. Really. Mm-hmm. And you're not really supposed to know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, ignorance is truly bliss. <laughs> yep. <laughs> In yeah. some cases. Um, so I think that that's why it's so nice to unplug because – Instead of, like, letting all of this other stuff inform your decisions, you get to, like, tune in to what you need mm-hmm. and what you can actually realistically yeah. offer to other yeah. people. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Something you just said really resonated and reminded me, speaking of podcasts, mm-hmm. I love Ian Cron's podcast, mm-hmm. Typology. Yep. And, um, and it's all about the Enneagram. And one of his guests was saying, You know, you might just want to watch the local news instead of the world news. And what she said after that just really connected. She said, we're not meant to carry the weight of the whole world. Yeah. You know, when we listen to the world news, we're we're trying to take in all of this pain that's happened all over the world. And that's Mm -hmm. just not what our bodies are built for. You know, that's a lot of trauma. That's a lot of pain to hold. So to to like create some boundaries and separation and say, you know, maybe I'll just watch this one news program. And you might even have to take a Sabbath from the the news for a little while. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying we need to be disconnected from the news because it's good to be engaged with, you know, what's happening in the world. But there can be some boundaries there. I agree. Unplugging. I agree. If you watch the local news, you're like, wow. It's pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty boring out there. There's I nothing really, going on. Yeah. <laughs> I disconnect from the news altogether now. Yeah. Um, all right. Enneagram six, self, uh, self-care. So for self-care for the six, um, they become their healthy self when they become more like a nine. So they become more optimistic, more relaxed, um, just finding that harmony with others. Um Positive mantras for the six, like inhale I am, exhale safe, can be helpful to a six. And then the deadly shadow side of the six is anxiety. And you were talking about that anxiety that you've felt in the past. And again, the six and the nine, there's arrows if you look at the Enneagram and they're Mm -hmm. connected to the three. And so that anxiety is often familiar to a lot of threes. Um, But when the six is anxious, they might want to look at journaling as a practice to let go of some of that anxiety, um, or they might want to verbalize those fears out loud. I mean, some of us like to externally share feelings um, through seeing a therapist. Others of us like to do that, um, you know, in jur- with a journal. And then we can also externalize our feelings through yoga. Yoga is a great way to let anxiety out of our body meditation as well breathing exercises i mean we can release that anxiety through breathing so finding hobbies that bring you peace of mind are sort of the ways that the six can find that that self-care so what are some of the practices in your life you've already talked about this a little but let's mm-hmm. get back to that anxiety that free you from the anxiety or fear that might be inside of you at times 
Yeah, so two things are coming up as you as you said all of that about the six, um, because woof, I definitely have a lot of anxiety. Um, but one of the things is another therapist. Therapy's amazing yeah. for everyone. All yeah. numbers, one through nine, go yep. to therapy, okay? <laughs> Find someone. Um, yeah. go, come see Christy. Uh, six, okay, so yeah, so I'm thinking about um, what my therapist said once was to follow your fear. So what are you, you know, what are you worried about? And then what happens after that happens? Mm. Um, And usually the answer is, well, eventually I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Um, Because we're all very resilient and have lived through many like terrible things. So following your fear feels like an important thing to share. Take a close look at it. Um, and become friends with it. Like, yeah. what are you trying to teach me? Yeah. Um, because it's trying to teach you something. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say was just finding things that like feel like they move you out of that mm-hmm. mindset um, and allowing allowing that fear or anxiety to like move through you mm-hmm. instead of turning to things like your phone or TV or things that kind of numb you and distract mm-hmm. you is like taking a moment to, to sit with whatever feelings you might be having. Um, and I really like to dance. <laughs> I really like it. Like just turning on like the silliest song um, and just dancing um, is very helpful because I feel like you're like moving that yeah, like moving a- out. energy out of you. Give me your favorite artist to dance to right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah, right now it's Lake Street Dive. Oh, right. I've uh, never I heard of them. Oh, they're so good. Okay, Lake yeah. Street so Dive. Okay. Yeah, it's like this really strong female vocalist. Okay. And, um, it's, it feels kind of like old school, too, uh-huh. but it's so good. All right. Yeah, I've had full performances well, in my living room. There we go. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Lake Street Dive. Yeah, my dog's like rolling his eyes. <laughs> I am Lake Street dive <laughs> nice uh, awesome <laughs> well I, can I add one yes, thing about yeah. anxiety and um, when I'm talking to clients about it I often say go scared because there's a lot of clients that their anxiety disables them to the yeah. point that they you know have social anxiety can't go out to parties or things like that and you know courage is the needed virtue for the six and so to show up and to go even though you're scared is really important. And, mm-hmm. and actually, I had uh, a therapist say that to me a long time ago. And so now I impart those words of wisdom to, you know, my clients. But go scared, whatever it is yeah. in life. You know, if you want to do it, go scared. If you want to fly in an airplane, but you're scared to death, which sixes, that's a common fear for them. Mm-hmm. Go scared, you know, yeah. show up for yourself and yeah. what it is you want in life. You know, that is so neat you say it. So I'm going to share. It just happened last night. So I have a ninth grader, and um, at her school they have uh, this event they call Power Puff Games where every grade comes and they play football, which I've never played football in my life. So she was excited. She she signed up. When she showed up yesterday, she she, um, realized none of her friends have signed up, not one. 
so she did not know anybody there was like 40 other girls there yeah and not only did she not know any of them um when she tried to introduce herself and say hi they kind of didn't receive that Mm. so she was all alone so that's i'm learning about that as i'm picking her up last night at 8 30 and she said mom i thought about just leaving and going to the library and just waiting for you Mm. to come get me and then she thought you know what i'm gonna stay i'm gonna play anyway she goes i paid the money for it i got the t-shirt and i thought thank you jesus (laughs) thank you buddha thank you every angel up there as i was feeling the pain and i just want to say those stupid girls and how did they not see you were alone and you would have made like all of that but i just said i'm so proud of you because if you can do that you can do freaking anything what a great example right going scared and and weird and played anyway so anyway to your point sometimes you have to go scared and it might not even work out but you know what you've done it and yep. you're better for it. Yeah. Ooh, I love right? it. I love it. I feel so that. thank you for Got sharing that. During that story. Right? That was great. Yes. I love yes. it. So <laughs> teenage <laughs> girls out there, if you see somebody standing alone, go say hi and make friends. There you Seriously. go. Yes. <laughs> All right. So moving on to seven. So seven is near dear to my heart. Y'all have heard me say it a million times. I'm married to a seven. And here's what I'll say. So sevens embody fun. And I feel it's important for them to actually have fun as part of their Mm self-care. And here's why. Who in our everyday life has a luxury to just say, okay, I want to do this. It sounds like fun and I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. We can't. We have a billion other responsibilities that we have to do and we don't have a choice of doing it. And chances are they're not what we consider fun. So going to work, doing chores, taking care of loved ones, mm-hmm. you know, taking out garbage, what, whatever. So for sevens who are, you know, and I think about my husband, you know, work, kids, home, mortgage, dogs, you know, all of that, probably not so much fun, not what he would love to do. So mm-hmm. taking the time to actually get on the bike and go mountain biking or go dance or spend time with friends or reading a book or whatever it is that you do find fun activity mm-hmm. to actually do it. Yeah. So I think that's important. Also for sevens, they become more like fives in their healthy state. And I was remembering to when we had Kevin, my husband, as um, our seven interview. And one thing that he does, he wakes up at 530 in the morning, an hour before all of us, so he can be alone. Mm. No TV, no phone, it's just his coffee and the dogs, and this is his time to self-care. Mm. And it may sound really silly and insignificant. He's not doing anything. He's just being alone in quiet in some my dark house without any other um, stimulation. Mm. And that is 
what feels his cup back to balance. So mm-hmm. I think for sevens, that could be really important. Mm-hmm. Um, they can attune to their feelings by journaling and doing therapy and opening up to somebody whom they trust. Being alone and being bored sometimes could be really good for sevens. Mm-hmm. And um, also grounding themselves in taking some time to meditate. Mm-hmm. And meditation doesn't have to be hours at a time. It could be, like I said, confetti time five minutes Mm -hmm. a minute 10 breaths just sitting quietly and getting attuned Mm -hmm. to your breath and getting grounded so it would be uh, very important for the seven to create an environment that allows them to find a pause so they can find some solitude and introspection so Delic, my question to you is what helps you find that space and that environment to get grounded and what are your practices to get grounded? Yeah. So I'd say the most grounding thing is definitely yoga for me. And also I feel like in the process of like undoing some of my like achieving tendencies, Mm -hmm. I've gone to a much like simpler yoga practice, um, which can sometimes include laying on the floor yeah, yeah. <laughs> just rolling around basically um, or laying on my belly feels very grounding for me um, so really slow chilled out yoga practices mm-hmm. are very nice and I've started attending a lot of virtual yoga classes as well so that I wow. don't have to do certain mm-hmm. things if I yeah. don't want to or I don't feel like I have to perform without pressure as yeah a teacher oh mm-hmm. man well especially as an Enneagram three because one of the names is not just achiever but performer so there's this yeah. you're in, you feel this yeah. inclination yeah. in you to perform and so to not do that not have to do or perform yeah that's so healing for your personality yeah type. it feels very healing to to move into that space and also I mean As someone who worked at the yoga studio, sometimes it's hard to, like, disconnect Mm -hmm. the working and Mm -hmm. the just practicing. So it's nice to practice at home for Mm me. Um, But I also love, like, just doing breath work, meditating. um, And I'm not, like, an hour meditator. It's definitely, like, the confetti. Yeah. If something gets overwhelming or just Mm -hmm. a bit too much, I'll, like, okay, let's take a second, Mm -hmm. take like five breaths, and then you're able to move on a little bit more successfully through Mm -hmm. your day. And then I'll also say that chanting has been Mm -hmm. a really fun practice for me lately. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. Um, But it's it's helpful for me to like have something to do with myself when I'm meditating. Yeah. Um, So that's been really fun. So you add chant to it? Yeah, like I'll just sit and chant for 10 minutes. That is so, so. Just go over and over. That is so interesting. So in um, my 300-hour teacher training, we had a portion where there was chanting, and I was so resistant to it. I don't have Mm -hmm. a good. It's weird. It's weird. I don't have a good voice. I'm not a singer. Um, I don't like my own sound because I don't feel like it, you know, it's as beautiful as it needs <laughs> to be. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, um, we were chanting as a group and, you know, we had an option to just sit there and then I started doing it. It felt so good, freeing. Mm-hmm. I got emotional. 
which I was like, Ooh, that's weird, but it just it felt so neat. Yeah, it is fun with other people. It feels very like connecting. Yeah. But it also at home, like if you don't want to actually like ah, yeah. at home, you can also just whisper like yeah. a mantra or something, or you can just say it to yourself yeah. like in your head. So that's those are two also good ways. You know what I do sometimes? I put a chant and there's beautiful, beautiful artists in oh, yoga yeah. space and I do it in my car yes. and I ch- I sing in my car, which I never sing in public because people's ears fall off, but in my car, I feel like I get <laughs> yeah, really, nice in the car. and we yeah. just chanted through it and it feels so yeah. good. Yeah, so, you know, if you're, if you're like me and you, 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 you feel a little subconscious, self-conscious about it, try it in your car alone yeah. as you drive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not, mm-hmm. If you're singing, if you're humming, yeah. if you're buzzing, if you're chanting, if you're oming, whatever you're yeah. doing, there's this deeper breath within you, yeah. I think, and it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, I think calming the nervous system. Yeah. So it's yeah. a really good thing to do. For yeah. Sure. yeah, and just thinking about your intention as well, because I know some people get a little thrown off by the words yep. or the fact that it's not usually in English yep. um, mm-hmm. and that it could be like, I don't know, have some alternate meaning that's mm-hmm. religious or something. Yeah. But really it's just about your intention yeah. of, you know, this could be, I'm going to chant for five minutes just to reconnect yep. or I'm going to chant to do something more spiritual. Yep. Um, so it's just really about your intention. Yeah. I, I love, love that. that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. All right, our Enneagram 8, the challenger. So in growth, the Enneagram 8 becomes more like a healthy type 2, and they know how to offer compassion, forgiveness, and empathy to others. And to bring out these qualities, 8s can benefit from imagining what it might be like to be in someone else's shoes, practicing forgiveness, journaling, or going to therapy. And then the shadow side for the eight is lust. And this usually manifests as a lust for intensity, power, and control. Therefore, practicing vulnerability, thank you, Brene Brown, is an important self-care practice for the eight. Slowing down is also important for an eight, so they are not so intense. I often say that like the eight and the three are like duking it out to see who can like be the busiest. I mean, these are oh, like the very energetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, <laughs> you're both so energetic. Um, and so the eight, like the three, has to ask themselves, have you planned any vacation time this month? If not, when can you take a couple of days off? Um, eights need to find practices like yoga that open up their heart space so they can be more vulnerable. And then eights also need to find people and activities that soften them, such as spending time with babies, the elderly, or in nature, or even with pets, um, or on their yoga mat. And in these spaces, they can let go of that need to be strong, to be powerful, mm-hmm. to be in control, and they can just be. Mm-hmm. So Della... That's what are really some ways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are some ways you're practicing vulnerability? Yeah, so I think oh, I'm starting to like hands are sweating. <laughs> yeah, my hands are sweating a little. I'm like, oh gosh, this makes me wanna sweat. Um, but yeah, so vulnerability also really challenging for me. Um I like to appear that I'm in control at all times and I like yeah. to be in control at all times. 
Um, so I think that one of the most helpful practices for me truly has been therapy, like having mm-hmm. someone where it's okay to not be in control mm-hmm. yeah. and it's encouraged. Um, so I think finding spaces that it's acceptable for you to not be like, to not have your shit together. I hope. Yeah. I'm no, let it roll, baby. It's <laughs> yeah. really important. Like, yeah. especially for someone like an eight or a three or someone who really likes to have that control. And I also think like if there's yoga teachers listening, it feels really important for that group of people because mm-hmm. we're so used to like holding space for mm-hmm. people and being like, it's okay. You can be whoever you want to be, but you really need someone else to say that to you. Yeah. Um, so therapy has been really important for me. And then also just like learning how to, um, look at my trauma and start to heal it and actually like look at it instead of putting it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and that's really vulnerable in like a personal way, like something that's just happening with Mm -hmm. me and me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, um, being vulnerable to other people is really fun. I think, um, it's hard, but once you practice it kind of like boundaries, Mm -hmm. um, it becomes this way to really connect more deeply with other people. And I'll just say for people who struggle to be vulnerable, that once you start doing it, it's almost like there's all these people that were just like waiting on you Mm -hmm. to, Mm-hmm. be you and they love that mm-hmm. and are ready to like accept and be in community with you so it's surprising but I do think that there's like always someone waiting mm-hmm. on you to share your story yeah and to share who you really are thank you for that I think that's really important to hear yeah and vulnerability leads to vulnerability so it's like there's this mighty chorus of me too like once you share your story you know it it opens somebody else Mm -hmm. up to share theirs and i will say that the eights the sevens and the threes struggle the most with opening up in the heart space Mm -hmm. so opening up to their feelings so well Mm -hmm. done that you could call vulnerability fun because that is mm-hmm. not true for threes who are in sort of an average or unhealthy space. Like that's the mark of a three who's like moving towards wholeness and authenticity and health. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's amazing. I've never heard a three say vulnerability is fun. I love that. I love yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's something I feel like I've practiced a lot, like as yeah. a yoga teacher, yeah. it just kind of forces you mm-hmm. to yeah. share a little bit more. And then it also makes you feel a lot less alone mm-hmm. too yeah. when mm-hmm. you just share it. And then other mm-hmm. people are like, Oh yeah, I feel that way too. too. Or I had no idea. And then they give mm-hmm. you what you need. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well said. I agree. All right, ladies. Well, we're bringing it to the finish line. Uh, finish line with our last, but certainly never li- uh, least, number nine. Mm-hmm. So nine is our peacemakers, and in growth, the nine becomes more goal oriented and ambition, like a type three. Ambitious like a type three. So self care for a nine involves discerning their dreams for their future. Sloth is a deadly sin of the nine, and sometimes they disengage from life through not speaking up enough and minimizing their own desires. So a part of self-care for nine could be simply voicing that they matter, Mm -hmm. that they are important, that they are their own priority, and that 
they have their dreams and desires and they're valid, just mm -hmm. like everybody else's. Mm -hmm. Nines need to maintain a connection to their body by finding a form of exercise that is sustainable. And um, I think it's no secret we're all big fans of yoga, but it doesn't have to be yoga. If that's not, you know, I always say kale is really good for you, but if you hate kale, <laughs> there's a bazillion other different greens you can eat that are great yeah. for you. Mm -hmm. So whether it's tennis or pickleball or swimming or walking or just chasing your dogs, something that you can sustain and enjoy mm -hmm. could be very important for a nine especially to That's find. Bad. So nines can be also people pleasers and learning to set boundaries and identify what they need and want can be a form of self-care for a nine. Um, sometimes they can also benefit from leaning into their likes and moving towards something they want to complete. So um, completing something that's not necessarily a should or a must, but a want to could feel really healing and balancing for a nine, whatever they like to do, just bring it to completion. So Della, my question to you is, have you ever struggled with trying to please or accommodate others? <laughs> and if so, how do you work on this part of yourself? Oh my gosh, man. Yes, yes. yes. I have struggled with this. I still struggle with this. Um, just like approval seeking is... Yeah. Um, important to mm, me yeah. I think um so I've always kind of measured my worth based on achieving or what other people perceive about me mm -hmm. um so I'm I still am very much working on this yeah. but I will say that something that has helped me is still like moving into those questions of like what do what does Della want what yeah. does how does this feel how what do I need um, has really helped me to mm -hmm. move into a healthier space because what I need is not to please and accommodate everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's mm -hmm. impossible to do that anyway. Um, and I will also say that there's a really great book called The Crossroads of Should and Must <gasps> by L. Luna is her mm -hmm. name, which is a great name. Um, and it's a really great book. She talks about all of the things that people think that you should do and mm -hmm. like kind of put on you and society and your parents and blah, blah. And then there's the must, which is like the call of your, your mm -hmm. heart. Oh, wow. And that is like the journey that mm -hmm. we're all really here to take is to follow that call. So it's not easy, but that mm -hmm. book really, like, it totally changed my life. Like, I want it, like, oh, wow. tattooed on my forehead, mm -hmm. like, should or must. Yeah. Um, because must is really the answer. And I feel, I also want to just say that it's too heavy to carry things that you really don't want to carry or that were really never yours to carry. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really freeing to do things that you want to do yeah. it's yeah. great and that's a really great thing about being an adult I think yeah like lately even today I, like when I was getting dressed I was saying this to my dog I was talking to my dog and I was like uh, being an adult you can do whatever you want to do yeah, yeah. it's amazing so like yeah. you get to choose almost everything yeah. yeah, that you do other than like those responsibilities that you almost yeah. have to do, but you get to choose a lot yeah. of other things. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's yeah, a cool I thing. I love that. Yeah, freeing yourself from what your mom thinks that you should do or a partner thinks that you should do mm-hmm. or your best friend thinks that you should do. Yeah. And instead of saying, okay, I'm going to acquiesce to that pressure, saying, no, what makes me feel alive? What is the call within me mm-hmm. saying I need to do? And yeah. that's where life lies right yeah and the answer like why did you do that the answer to that can just be because I wanted to or because I want to yeah it's okay like it feels selfish and it feels kind of crazy but it's really nice yeah yeah and it It feels good not just necessarily about a call to serve others but what do I need sometimes yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. you cannot serve from a place of yeah, lack. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. emptiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before oh, Christy woo. wraps it up, Man. I just want to thank you. <laughs> I feel you have so much of quiet wisdom. <laughs> and more I'm listening to you, more I want to hear what you got to say. <laughs> like you are. I think a lot about things like this. But to be able to also voice them and do that so intelligently and clearly is truly a gift. So it's been such a pleasure. Yeah, Thank this you. has been so fun. I can just host the podcast with you all if you want. There we go. <laughs> just kidding. I would probably talk way too much. There's no, 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 no. Yeah. But. The social media thing, you are really good at that. So where do people find you on social media? And then what else do you want our listeners to know about you? Maybe where you teach yoga, just any plug that you want to make for yourself um, so that people can find your classes (laughs) or your social media websites. I want you to let us know. Okay, that's a hard task to do to like... I'm promoting myself. I'm doing what I'm telling other people to do. So, um, yeah, I only at the moment I teach two classes at Yoga Landing, and that is it because that is all that I can handle. Um, I would love to teach every minute of every day, but it's not happening. So, yeah, I teach twice a week at Yoga Landing only. And I'm currently in the process of um, building a business around what I do um, as like a marketing coach, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still kind of working on it, honestly. Mm -hmm. So um, on Facebook, I have a group for yoga teachers called the Mindful Marketing Movement, and that might change. So yeah, I'm not sure. Like I'm in the process of kind of like listening to what I want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in this business and then on Instagram it's at mindfulmarketing.mvmt and I'm just Della Jean on Instagram mm. like for myself that's where I'm kind of a philosopher and then I'm like a business owner on the other yeah. one so yeah well yeah. we'll include your social media um you know links sort of in, the, mm-hmm. in the link on our website but also wherever you get your podcast Spotify or wherever that is we'll We'll include all that information so they can find you. I love that idea of mindful marketing. Yeah. yeah. But I also love how you've said throughout, you know, this time together a lot about listening. Listening to what you need. Even just right now, you're talking about listening to kind of where you're going, like what the next direction is for you and your business. Yeah. You're trying to listen. And I really think that there's wisdom and listening to that internal voice. And to do that, we have to get quiet and we do have to disconnect 
from social media and from mm -hmm. all the things. And so I just want to say that that has fed me today, just that reminder mm -hmm. to listen. Yeah. And you are very wise, especially to be so young. Yeah. I don't know your age, but I know you're <laughs> younger than Kat and yeah. I are. Yeah. And um, I'm about to turn 30. Oh, about to turn 30. I feel like I'm 30. having an existential <laughs> crisis. Yay. Yeah, I'm 29. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, if only I'd had that uh, wisdom at yep. You would wow. be both. Yes, well. I can't wait to be a little old lady and people might listen to me a little bit more. <laughs> no, there's already like a wise like old soul in yeah. your young body so <laughs> we honor that and we just we see you and we thank you thank for you. all the thank wisdom you. that you're imparting um in your classes but also on this podcast and in the world yeah. thank yeah. you thank of you course, yes this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's begin this meditation in a comfortable position. That might be sitting Lying down in Shavasana, you might be in a chair, but wherever you can get comfortable, close your eyes and take a deep breath in. Exhale, let something go. Just begin to find the rhythm of your breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And just know somewhere deep inside of yourself that you are worthy of receiving love from yourself. You are worthy of the time for the self-care meditation. Breathe in. And breathe out. Opening yourself up to receiving love. And then take a moment to ask yourself the question, what do I need right now? What would make my body feel good right now? What would make my mind feel alive? What would feed my spirit today? Take a moment to be with your breath and see what comes up for you. Breathing in, breathing out. How do you want to care for your body, your mind, your spirit? heart in this new year. You deserve to be cared for. You deserve to shine. Take a deep breath in. A big breath out. What has come up for you in this meditation? of how you might need to care more for your mind, your body, 
your spirit or your heart. Remind yourself that you have the permission to say no to others so that you can say yes to yourself. You are worthy of it. And in this new year, remind yourself that it's not just about taking care of your body, but that we're on a journey of taking care of our mind, our spirit, and our hearts as well. Know that the light in me sees and honors the light in each one of you. Namaste. Namaste.